Welcome back to another episode of the Rice and Mike's podcast. I'm your host, Tung Nguyen, and today I am joined by Hiji Sio. Yeah, <laughs> So who is Hiji? Let's do a bit of an introduction before we begin. Hello, everyone. I'm Hiji, 23 years old. Um, everyone's favorite Australian, Korean, Korean Australian. Yep. Oh, you're famous, are you? Well, I don't know. I've become everyone's favorite eventually. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're the only one that I might know. Like properly. Yeah. It's not as common. So how did I meet Hiji? I met her through my good friend, Morgan, <laughs> who might be one of uh, your good friends. Yep. Yeah. Uh, it's my boyfriend. Yep. <laughs> no, just, just good friends. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I think every time Hiji's at a party, being the Korean she is, she is a very heavy drinker. Mm-hmm. And that was uh, one of the scariest moments of my life, seeing her um, down a lot of what was that drink you had? JD? JD? It's like a bottle of it. What's that? Jack Daniels? I don't know. I don't know what I drink. I just take whatever's given. <laughs> and there's like no hesitation. You just drink it anyway. That's yeah, what's insane to me. I don't know. I never vomit and I like being drunk. So it works out. As you out. would be yep. with a Korean. <laughs> <laughs> and why have I brought Hiji here today? So when you think about being Asian Australian, it's much more common for people in Southeast Asia, uh, mostly because they're leaving like a third world country Mm -hmm. to sort of escape that, give the kids a better life, etc. So it's a bit different to hear from someone that's Korean Australian, even though it is a bit common, just not as common as um, the other ethnicity. What do you think is different about your culture in comparison to, let's say, people that came from Southeast Asia? First of all, I feel like the reasons why our parents would migrate could be different or like the first generation to migrate obviously if you're southeast asian you would migrate to australia for i guess better life i'm not i'm not too sure but so why did your parents decide to pack and move to australia yeah so pretty much what happened was um so my dad got married to my mum and my grandpa on my mum's side was like oh australia is such a good country you should visit it or you should live there. And so, yeah, at the time, my dad was working for Daewoo, which is a pretty, like, renowned company. But I think he got into a fight with one of his bosses and he just What do they quit. do? So they used to do, like, cars and I think cranes. I'm not sure. I think cars, yeah, mainly. Right. But, yeah, I think in the late 90s, the IMF uh, incident Who? happened. IMF crisis. What is that? Pretty much. So Korea had borrowed money from the IMF. This is my understanding of it. And uh, all of a sudden they were like, you know, quickly pay the money back. We don't trust you. We don't think you can pay it back. And so the government pretty much sold some of the companies. And yeah, that's why Daewoo, it, my dad's company, it like shut down. My dad quit before that crisis happened. He went to Australia and then... Yeah, I don't know. My grandpa like pretty much helped him set up a business, and then yeah, that's what happened. All right, so it was more of a career change, trying to find something. Mm, I guess yeah, 
Yeah, what happened initially was like my dad came here just to visit and then my mum went back to Korea and my dad wasn't coming back for a long time. So she went back to Australia and turns out he had already set a business here. And so, yeah, she just moved the whole family here. Wait, were you... Oh, I was... You were born here, right? Yeah. Right. Did you ever feel any different from other Asian cultures? Not really from other Asian cultures, but yeah, it was definitely harder to find Korean kids. Wait, did you go to a school in like predominantly Asian school? No, I went to a predominantly white school. So lots of Italians, Lebanese. And so, yeah, I think I was the only Korean in my grade. Oh, wow. So how about in the school? How many do you reckon there were? For primary, I'd say less than 20, 10. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty low, yeah. Yeah. You can't really tell a lot of differences between the nuances, I'd say, between people in Southeast Asia and Koreans. As a foundation, I'd say, it's quite similar. There's a lot of drinking. Food's very predominant in tying people in together. Mm-hmm. And that, that's that's kind of how um, you were introduced into, like, my social circle, food yeah. and drinks. <laughs> <laughs> if you can agree with that. I'd say you being born here, it's quite similar to most other Asian Australian kids. Yeah. Are you more in tide with your language? Because my Vietnamese, like, it's terrible. Oh, I mean, I do speak... Korean at home and I don't know I find it awkward to speak English at home I find the same as well oh yeah. oh my god it's I've so never found anyone the same it's so weird to talk to my parents in English it feels like disrespectful or something oh really yeah so no, I, I just find like I need to put on an accent like oh yes I understand it like I, don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you meant like speak Korean not put an accent on oh I don't know I just yeah it feels weird speaking English yeah, but you can speak Korean to them, right? Yeah, I can speak Korean to them. And how good's your Korean? Mm, I'd say maybe like... Fluent, conversational? Yeah, it's fluent, conversational. I wouldn't know any like big technical words. Like uh, watermelon? Oh, yeah, I know watermelon. <laughs> like if you were to turn on the news and if I were to hear all these political terms, I wouldn't oh. know that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. But you can get around at least if you travel. Yeah. And your writing, reading skills? So I can write as I hear it because Korean, um, the spelling, you spell it out as it sounds. So if my name's Heeji, it'd mm-hmm. be like H and then E. Like you combine the vowels and the consonants. Right. Yeah. And no one's going to picture how to write that. <laughs> no one's going to be able to do that. <laughs> like if you learn the Korean like alphabet system, it's like a grid. So you have one row for like all the consonants and then one a column for like all the vowels and then you kind of combine each character together that makes sense you know speaking of writing i'll, I'll show you a video later and I'll, I'll get your thoughts on that there was like a video saying how to read write korean in five minutes not clickbait mm. and it's like really methodological how it's laid out from mm. what they put it out to be yeah. but i'll show you that in a moment now hiji how often do you visit korea so i usually go maybe once a year but due to COVID, I can't really do that. But yeah, when I was younger, I'd probably go twice a year if it was a lot. Yeah, which is pretty often. <laughs> and whereabouts do you go? Do you go like all over? Do you go on tour groups? So mainly it? I go to a city called Daegu, which is right next to Busan. Um, and yeah, that's my parents' hometown. So all my 
grandparents, my cousins, they're all there. Oh, so you just visit and then go around or something? Yeah, we visit and in Korea, it's just lots of shopping, lots of eating. And yeah, I think in my like later years, like high school years, I requested to visit Seoul because I just wanted to see what's there and what the hype is about. The, the capital city, right? Yeah. Oh, I figured you would have been there already. Oh, yeah, I have, yeah. But I don't spend too long there. I spend, like, majority of my time in my hometown, and then I go to Seoul for, like, maybe the last week. Is there much to do there, apart from, like, sightseeing? In Seoul? Like, it's pretty much the same, I feel like. It's just lots of shopping, lots of eating. But I'd say for the eating part, other cities are better. It's cheaper and better quality food. We are recording this a few days since lockdown's been lifted in Sydney. So I think a lot of people are itching to see that we're edging a little bit closer to international travel. And I thought it'd be a good idea to bring on Hiji to get some more travel tips. I think I'll be using these myself because I haven't been to Korea yet. Just the good old Japan. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought you've been. No, just Japan. Oh, okay. And like Hong Kong and stuff. I've mentioned that in, in other episodes. Uh, but Korea is definitely uh, a bucket list. And I'm sure a lot of listeners out there as well are looking for some ideas. And why not have someone who's a true local and knows <laughs> the area? So let's begin with the duration. A lot of people, when they go to Korea, they tell me about a week is good enough to see most of the touristy things. Because mm -hmm. there aren't a lot of activities to go to in comparison to Japan, where you've got like theme parks and... A um, bunch of other temples and numerous cities. So, do you agree to that? Mm. One week enough? Maybe a little more than a week. I mean, if you're visiting multiple cities, then definitely give it like a week and a half to two weeks. But if you're just going to Seoul, then less than a week should be fine. So, what would be a good itinerary? Like, how many cities would you have to visit to say that you've covered quite a lot? I reckon three cities should be good. So, obviously, we'd go to Seoul. I think Busan is pretty renowned, too. Good for seafood and, you know, it's been in movies, too. All right, the train yeah. to Busan. Train yeah. to Busan, yeah. And oh, there's a city that's really close to Seoul, like right next to it. There's a nice amusement park there, but I've never been. Are you talking about Lotte World? No, Lotte World's shit. <laughs> that's the only one I've heard of. Yeah, but there's one called Everland, Everland. which they have all the scary rides. Where's that located? Um, I just know it's right next to Seoul. So the itinerary would be you'd fly into Seoul. Is mm -hmm. that the main airport? So Incheon, which is oh, pretty yeah. much Seoul. It's like a hour drive or 40 minute drive. Okay. Fly in and I saw a YouTube video about uh, where to stay. Mm -hmm. And um, they said it was between... Well, people usually stay between either Gangnam or... Hongdae? And they said like one of them was like the student area. Mm, yeah. So Hongdae is famous for their like Hongdae University. It's a very artsy place. Lots of street buskers there. And because it's right next to a university, generally things are a lot cheaper. Oh, okay. To accommodate for the students. Yeah. So I'd say probably Hongdae over Gangnam. Gangnam's better for if you want to go for plastic surgery. So Plastic Surgery <laughs> Central. <laughs> or beauty products. They sell that there? Beauty products are everywhere. Everywhere. Okay. Yeah. Pricing, do you reckon it's cheaper in Hongdae? Is it, am I saying that right? Hongdae? Yeah. Hongdae? Yeah. 
yeah, I think it's cheaper in Hongdae. Definitely. Gangnam's pretty expensive. Just because it's like a business-ish district? It's pretty much just like where all the rich people live. And yeah, just everyone wants to live there. So the prices just rocket up. So it's like living in the CBD, yeah. for example, versus mm. in the West. Yeah. Okay. All right. I fly in. Let's pretend that I'm the one who's on this trip at the moment, which I'd love to be. Yeah. I fly into uh, Incheon. Incheon. Yep. And rather than staying in Gangnam, I go to Hongdae. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I swear I'm scoffing it so bad. No, it's fine. No, you're doing good. Is that a good place to sort of set up a base camp? I mean, how big is South Korea? Like, can you access like from one end of the city to another with public transport? Is it quite easily accessible? Like, it's a very small country, but it's very compact. So it's like probably not like, okay, say you're going to Korea and you have the goal of visiting three different cities. This is a one, one and a half week trip. Yep, let's just say it's like one and a half day trip. A right, one and a half week trip. One and a half, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I don't know, say you allocate four days for Seoul, three days for Busan, and then another two days for another city. I would book an Airbnb hostel or whatever you're comfortable with for Seoul for like the first four days. And then they have trains that go to different cities. Like a bullet train? Yeah, yeah. Similar? Similar, yeah. We call it the KTX. KTX. Yeah. What does that stand for? I'm not sure, <laughs> but they're very quick. Korean Train Express. Yeah. Uh, operating speeds of up to 305 kilometers per hour, 190 miles per hour in freedom units for listeners in the US. Well, I, I'd like to just compare this to Japan just because I've been there. So with the trains, do you just buy like a pass or something? Yeah. Like so you can rides? get to the... Main train station, which in Seoul, I think it's located in a city, like in a place called Shincheon. It's pretty central, I reckon, in Seoul. Like it's near like Myeongdong, which is a big shopping district. And yeah, it's near like other places where you can eat and enjoy. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to picture as much as I can because I've never been there. Mm -hmm. So you start in, uh, sorry, Hongdae. Is that more in the middle? Because I've never actually stayed in Hongdae. I always stay in Shincheon, which is near that train station that I was talking about. How do you spell it? That goes into city. S-I-N-C-H-O-N. Oh, so what was special about this place? So Seoul Station, which yeah. has the trains that go into city. Oh, okay. That's there. So it's like Central Station. Yeah. And I don't know if you've seen in photos, like there's like a, there's like a nice statue that's like located in the middle of the road. I haven't seen it. Yeah, it's sort of like one of our kings in the past. But yeah, there's pretty much a statue of him. They're pretty famous for it. Should you go there for like a photo with it? Kind of like the that dog in Japan, that oh, dog statue. Oh, yeah, Hachi. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, it's not a necessity, but it'd be nice to walk to and stuff. Just sightseeing? Yeah, sightseeing, yeah. Otherwise, there's also like a castle. We'll have a uh, Google Doc with uh, all the info, because I'm not going to remember a lot of these places. We'll put that in the show notes in the description. But let's continue on. Okay, I'm staying in Hongdae initially. Is that right? Should, should that be the best place to stay at first? Um, I guess, yeah. I guess. <laughs> you don't sound very confident. <laughs> yeah, and what do you do around there? So it's just drinking, party? Yeah, drinking. I heard clubbing's pretty good there, um, but I haven't been myself. 
yeah, just watching street busking stuff. Or there's a pretty famous museum called Trick Eye Museum. Oh, that one. Yeah, it's in Hongdae. And there's also Nightlife, which Korea is pretty um, well known for. Mm -hmm. Would you say it's the best in in Hongdae? It's good anywhere, honestly. Anywhere. Yeah. Even in the plastic surgery location? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's pretty interesting. Like, I usually do this. I go to Gangnam, go to a cafe and just watch everyone walk past. You people watch. Yeah, you people watch. But sometimes it's funny. You see someone go into a clinic and then they come out looking a little different. Like you can tell How they fast got both are these surgeries. Oh no, they're for like injections and stuff like that. But if it's surgeries, they'll come out all bandaged up and stuff. Ah, yeah. I always hear about in South Korea, parents usually give their kids the double eyelid surgery mm. for the eighteenth birthday. Yeah, sometimes even earlier. I don't know if it's legal, but yeah, they pretty much to get it for their like, oh, congratulations, you're going into high school kind of present. And you need double eyelids for that. Because <laughs> it's a beauty standard there to have double eyelids. I oh, know, beauty, beauty standard's huge in Korea. Yeah. So they got all this, um, everyone loves the beauty products. Yeah. Did you get that? Me? <laughs> <laughs> no, not true. <laughs> okay, I'll take it your word for it. It's too painful. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. So it, it is actually uh, a, a big thing there. To yeah. get plastic surgery. Uh, is that for both guys and girls to get that double eyelid thing? Um, mainly for girls because I think the beauty standard is projected more heavily onto girls. But yeah, sometimes guys too. There's also like makeup products for guys. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. Well, it looks like um, most of them do wear makeup. Like yeah. the, 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 the boy bands. Oh, yeah. If I were to buy any beauty products for a guy, what would you recommend? Definitely start off with skincare. So good moisturizer, always sunscreen. That's important. Everyone says that the sun's the worst thing. Yeah, it ages you. But is it just better to buy it there? The products are just seemingly better? Mm, Yeah. Just yeah. I don't know. I think so. It's like more suited to my skin because the beauty industry is really big in Korea. Like there's a large range of products for you to try. So, say you've got oily skin, you can buy products that are suited for that. Say you've got very sensitive skin, you can buy products for that. And they also experiment a lot with different products, like hyaluronic acid or, I don't know, C-car. You're losing me here. Yeah, all right. <laughs> but some listeners might know, so it's yeah. okay to name it. Anyway, uh, going a bit off topic there, sorry. Okay, so I stay in there. So, typically, as, I, as I'm staying in this what, three, four days in Hongdae, it's mostly just partying that I'm doing here, right? Pretty much Hongdae is like, it's not a city, it's a town. district? It's like, it's a good example, it's, say, it's like a suburb within Sydney. Okay, so so around it. Yeah, it's a suburb in Seoul, pretty much. What am I doing there predominantly in my stay there? So you can stay there for the whole day or half the day, Doing over there is mainly like drinking, eating, seeing buskers, or going to fun muse- fun museums. And then maybe if you get bored, you can move on to a different like suburb, like Gangnam. And then you can go clubbing there, or you can get plastic surgery. You can go shopping. Is that what people do? <laughs> they go overseas to get that? Oh yeah, it's pretty common. <laughs> yeah. 
Interesting. Yeah, a lot of my Korean friends after graduating, they all went to Korea and got something done. Is it just cheaper there? It's cheaper there, and they're pretty good at it because it's so common. They oh, practice it a lot. And Gangnam is nearby. I don't think it's near Hongdae. So that would be like a separate trip then. No, you can still do it on the same like day. A day trip. Yeah, you just take the bus or train. So Google Maps, it looks like it's about 30, 40 minutes. You know, speaking of maps, God, we should go back and just start doing some prep like before you leave. Because every time uh, my mates go, they always go, Google Maps does not work yeah. when we go to Korea. So what's the alternative? What am I supposed to be using? Because I use that everywhere. So Korea has their like own search engine, which is pretty developed. So there's two main ones. There's Naver and there's Daum. D-A-U-M. Naver. Uh, N-A-V-E-R. And which one would be more suited for a traveler? Because these both look Korean, the website. I reckon Naver's pretty superior. Okay, so we'll yeah. go with Naver. Yep. Or the uh, the GPS thing to get around. Yeah. So before you go to Korea or when you arrive there, make sure you download Naver Maps. Is that on Google Play and iTunes? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's also, I think, Naver Translator. Can you use Google Translate? You can, but so because their like search engines are so like nicely developed, they don't see the need to update their Google search engines. I don't know. That's what my mom told me, but yeah. Google just doesn't seem to work over there. Like any of their products? No, like just Google Maps. Just Maps. Oh, that's yeah. fine. I mean, as long as you have what yeah. recommended, then... So you'd use that to get around. So would that tell you, like, bus routes and all that sort of stuff as well? Yeah. Including trains and everything? Yeah. Okay. Also, when you arrive in Korea, make sure you turn off your data roaming because it's really expensive. Oh, do you buy a SIM or like one of those portable Wi-Fi? Yeah. So there's something called USIM. You just go to the airport and they sell it there. You can choose to buy a pocket Wi-Fi or you can get a SIM. Oh, so same as many other places. Yeah. SIM is a lot more comfortable, but it's a little more pricey than Wi-Fi's, the pocket Wi-Fi's. And it's good because you don't need to return it. You can just chuck it out when you're done with your trip. I mean, the internet there is developed quite well as well. Are there a lot of like free Wi-Fi spots? Yeah, if you go to cafes, yeah, that's there's lots of free Wi-Fi. Yeah, but I wouldn't want to rely on that. So get a SIM card at the least. I've stayed there. I've partied and watched a lot of buskers in Hongdae and Gangnam. Where am I going to next? So you can choose to go to Myeongdong for some shopping. Shopping's good? Yeah, it's huge. How big would you uh, compare it to something in Sydney? I would say bigger than Pitt Street. It's like another CBD, just for shopping. A whole CBD? I don't know. That's like how I view it. What would be a rough guesstimate on how large that shopping centre is or district? Say so from Town Hall to Wynyard or maybe more. I'm not I'm not sure. <laughs> Say like, I don't know, five kilometres squared? Yeah. Just purely shopping? Yeah, it's shopping, lots of clothing shops, makeup shops. And you'll see a lot of the same shops if you keep walking down. Really? They just yeah, open the same one? You can search it up. Like, I don't know how to explain it. It's just like a mecca for shopping. The shopping district you mentioned, it is uh, nearly a kilometre squared of uh, area space. It looks like it's really condensed with yeah. a lot of shopping, a lot of shops. It kind of just looks like one of those shopping streets in, in Japan that I've been to. Maybe like Harajuku? 
but beef. Harajuku, yeah. Yeah, beef. That's good. But yeah, it's very condensed, yeah. Right, so you would get an Airbnb in this area? Oh, yeah, you can, yeah. It's pretty central too, so it's nice to get around to different places. Is a day really good enough to be shopping here? I'd say so. <laughs> I can spend a whole day there. I mean, you wouldn't need, like, a couple days, right? Unless you're a heavy shopper. Yeah, probably not a couple days. Because <laughs> You can get sick of it. Yeah, I mean, think about it. Like, people only got a certain amount of space in their luggage. Yeah. Um, that's how I felt when whenever I go overseas. So, you want to buy a lot, but you either have to, like, ship it back. Yeah. Or just carry it with you for the rest of the trip. Sometimes, like, um, the makeup companies, they give a lot of samples. So, if you just walk past. Oh, they're just Like, if you walk out. in front of the shops. There'll be workers with baskets and they're like, hey, come into our store, come into our store. I'll just give you a sample if you come in. So what my siblings used to do is we used to just go to the shopping area, walk to each shop, get a sample, walk out, go to the next shop, get samples, That's get a out. Bargain. Yeah. <laughs> so if, if I were realistically to cover one end to another, do you think I just have like a bag full of free samples? Yeah. They used to be more generous back then. But there were people like me who were abusing you ruined them. <laughs> and so now, if you buy something, they'll give it to you. Oh, my God. But since this is a more touristy place and, yeah, people are nicer here, sometimes they just give you samples without you having to buy anything. I feel like they would bring back the samples once tourism is open again. Yeah. Just to draw people in. And it's going to be really busy. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I really want to stay here just for one night, like in an Airbnb. If I'm just going to shop for one night. Oh, no. So you don't need to get an Airbnb for like each of these different areas. You can literally just pick one place and then you can just be like, oh, today I'm going to stay the day in Myeongdong and then tomorrow I'm just going to train it to yeah, Hongdae. Yeah, that's normal. Yeah. So where would I stay if I were to visit this area? So we got this shopping district. What else is close by that I should visit? Shincheon or there's Yongin, which they have their, they're famous for their like saunas. Oh, actually, no, Yongsan, Yongsan. Y-O-N-G-S-A-N. We'll put this all in the description, so don't worry. Yeah, I like to go here because there's a raccoon cafe. Raccoon? And raccoons are my favorite animals. It's a very odd animal. Yeah. I thought owl was pretty up there in uh, Japan, owl cafes. Yeah, I haven't been. I'm not a huge fan of birds. Yeah, they're a bit scary. Yeah. I've heard they're like uh, sky cats. They're very similar personality to cats. Oh, except I don't they know fly. That. But I've never been to one. I've only been to the the pug cafe. Oh. In Japan. Yeah, they're very fat. Because yeah. they just I eat treats the all day. The Shiba one. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, I don't think I've been to that one. But okay, you got an interesting cafe there. And what else is around? And there's like a big sauna place called it's like onsen. Dragon Hill Spa. So it's not like an onsen? I'm not sure if you've watched like Korean dramas, but there's pretty much like a place where you can go in for cheap, like less than $10 or less than 20 if it's expensive. And they pretty much just give you these like orange lounge wear. And yeah, if you go in, it's a big communal space that's very warm and there's different rooms with different temperatures. So there's an ice room. There's a oh, room it's that's- like a sauna. Yeah. You don't go into the water. No, there is a water place too. Like- it's like a dry sauna. Dry sauna. I don't think I've ever seen or heard of this before. Really? Yeah. Well, I just know of the regular saunas that you see at like pools and stuff. Oh. Is this something I should be experiencing? Yeah. I'd say if you go to Korea, you definitely should go to one of these places. So the proper name for it is Jimjilbang. 
Quick definition would be intensely hot and dry sauna. I'm, I'm always down to try them. I think a lot of people were a bit iffy doing it in Japan when I was there because most of them you had to be naked. So You wear clothes in this one, right? Yeah. So for the dry like saunas, for the Jimjilbang, there's like a massive space where you can just like lie down in the warm room and relax. It's good for winter or it's it's a cheap stay if you want to go somewhere and it's too late to book a hotel or anything. Or you can just stay there overnight. Yeah, you can, yeah. <laughs> you're just going to like yeah, faint, aren't you? Just, you? Make sure you don't have long. a lot of luggage because they don't like that. Oh. And don't put your valuables, like your passport and all that in the locker room. Is it dodgy? No, it's not really dodgy, but, you know, you just want to be safe. You never want to lose your passport when you're oh, overseas. Yeah. yeah. I feel like Korea is just also on a similar level to Japan in terms of safety. Yeah. You don't have to worry too much about like... Pickpockets yeah, and all that. Stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's good to take precautions. Yeah. Definitely down um, for that. Um, and now that you mentioned weather as well, so winter's probably recommended of when to go? Um, so I'd say for your first time, maybe winter since, you know, you get to see snow and it's just nice being in a different kind of element. I don't know. Different climate. I think going in winter's the best because you get to escape summer in Australia. Okay. Every time I go holiday, I just go during summer. Yeah. I hate it. I'd say my favorite time to go would be around April because it's spring there and, you know, it's not too hot. It's not too cold. Like, it's just good enough weather to just put on a light jacket and go around. And there's lots of, like, pretty cherry blossoms that bloom at that time. Oh, so. Yeah. Right, same as Japan. Yeah. A lot of people don't travel around that time, so it's not too busy. Oh, okay. So peak would be usually winter? I think so, yeah. Winter and sometimes summer, but I've never been in summer. I don't feel like I'd want to go in summer. Yeah, it's very humid in summer and you don't want to go during like, I don't know, what do you call it? Tropical storms? Oh, right. Time. What, hurricane season? Hurricane season, yeah, that's it. That's a thing there? Yeah, apparently, but I've never seen it. I've only heard about it. Well, that would be a good idea because cherry blossom season in Japan's pretty much very, very packed at mm. the time. So if you're saying... You can experience the same thing, but in Korea with fewer crowds. That sounds like a really good plus to me. Mm-hmm. I might try that. Yeah. If you're going to go like during spring, I recommend going to Hangang, which is in Seoul. It's just a massive river. Very pretty. You can go to the convenience stores, get some food and just chill at the on the grass where you can get some delivery. Oh, right. The food. Oh, my God. I always see YouTube videos from yeah. Strictly Dumpling and he goes to like all the 7-Elevens around the world. Man, it looks so good, like the Korean <laughs> ones. I think all like all the international ones just seem yeah. so much better to what we have in Australia. Like, what do we have to offer? It's just like, you come here, you get like a meat, meat pie, pie <laughs> and a slurpee. It's like, wow, okay. Well, the occasional um, oak, oak, oak milk, milk. specials. <laughs> it's so bad. Like, how, do you, how can you compare that to like with Japan's one with their food and Hong Kong, you get like cheap eats. It's crazy to me. What's something that stands out in the 7-Eleven in Korea? Like, we have lots of good ramen, instant ramen. So, you need to try that. There's Which also, one? There's, like, so many. My personal favorite is wangtukong, which means massive lid, big lid. <laughs> How do you spell that? <laughs> I need to find this. Um, W-A-N-G-D-D-U-G-O-N-G. And then ramen, Korean. I'm not sure if it's going to come up. Big lid ramen. Oh, cup ramen. Oh, yeah, there it is. Yeah. 
Right, so the one you're referring to is the Paldo Jumbo Noodle. Yeah. We'll leave an image with that one. Wow, all right. And what's the kind of taste in that? Just spicy? Yeah, just spicy. Lots of M MSG. As, as you would. Yeah, but it's most big, which is good. And then you can get like a soju for like, what, a dollar or something? Yeah. Oh I'd say God. like maybe like $3. And then if you go to the cheaper places, like $2... What's a cheaper place? Oh, just not in Seoul. Okay. Yeah. And you can drink uh, in public as well? Yeah. That's insane. I to think me. like last year they took off that rule, but then they brought it back. So it's all good. Why people complained? Maybe. Yeah, that's like Korea's charm. You can't take it away. <laughs> yeah, the drinking, you can't. Yeah. What's a good meal then I can grab from 7-Eleven? I think what I really liked about when I went to Japan was you get like a meal before you go on one of the bullet trains, which takes like... Two hours or something, you get it for, like, breakfast. Mm. Um, and then you get, like, some, like, an onigiri, uh, some sushi, and then maybe, like, a maybe a beer if you're feeling a bit frisky in the morning. Or just one of the random, like, uh, fruit drinks or something. Mm. What would be a good train meal? I'm going to say a lot. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. So, there's... Is, uh, is this what you would eat uh, during, like, an interstate train? I don't usually eat on the trains. I just sleep. But let's, let's say, say I just go to a 7-Eleven and I want to binge mukbang, you know? Yes. These are my list of foods. So, obviously, cup ramen. So just choose from any. Just any. Because they're all good. Um, there's also cup dokboki, which uh, the hype now. There's also those so triangle... Is, uh, just quickly define that for people who don't know. Oh, okay. Dokboki is pretty much spicy rice cakes. Yeah, and it's got a very sweet flavor too, so... Looks like a cylinder, white cylinder, right? Yeah, very chewy. Yeah, it's usually in that like red spicy sauce or something. Yeah, and if you go to Korea, there's gonna be lots of stages of spiciness. What's your spice tolerance then? My spice tolerance is pretty high, but if I go to Korea, I'm like average. Oh, right. <laughs> isn't that where the Korean uh, noodle challenge originated from? Yeah, the spicy chicken noodles. I think that's what it's called. The nuclear two times spicy and that sort of thing. Yeah. There's also those triangle, like, sushi things. Onigiri. Onigiris, yeah. yeah. There's also, you need to try banana milk. Oh, I've seen that in yeah. YouTube videos, yeah. But it has to be in the plastic container. It's just different. Like the milk carton looking one? Yeah, because over here, they sell it, but they sell it in the paper milk box. Right. Yeah, and it just tastes different in the plastic one. You get a really thin straw too, so it's just good. It's just the packaging that makes it taste better? Yeah, I guess. They've got different flavors from that brand, right? So there's also strawberry, there's melon, which is my personal favorite. I think now they've also got like blueberry. Is this all milk? Yeah, this is all milk. Man, it's I'm chocolate. Go toilet a lot after drinking all this. <laughs> so you're saying you should try all these flavors though of the milk? Oh yeah, definitely give it a go. But say you're limited, definitely try banana and melon. So it's a pretty big meal. Yeah. <laughs> there's also the chips, the shrimp chips. They're pretty popular. It's called Taegang. Shrimp crackers. So it looks like a sort of red packet. Mm -hmm. oh, I feel like they sell these in uh, here. Yeah, they do. Yeah. If you go to Woolies, they sell it too. Oh, so it's the same. So would you say it's any different if I were to eat that in Korea? No, but it's just good. <laughs> so You've only you got, you got limited time in Korea. You can't be eating something that's in Australia already. Oh, yeah. There's lots of different ice creams. Oh, my God. I yeah. feel like whoever's lactose is not going to have a good time in Korea. <laughs> what ice cream should I be eating after? Um, there's one called Toy Sanyang, which is like a big tube and it's like, it's like frozen coffee. 
So, frozen yeah. coffee. Oh, I feel like I've seen this in Asian like supermarkets, like some yeah. random off-brand one. They pretty much sell it here too, but I don't know. Cool. I'll try You're in Korea. Enough. Might as well try everything. <laughs> it's the vibe you get when you eat it. Yeah. Usually what I do is like, you know, I'd go around my day and late at night, I just go to the 7-Eleven downstairs, buy a whole bunch and bring it back to my room and eat it. But yeah, for people, they'd, they'd want to be doing something when they're traveling. Oh, yeah. This is like end of the day. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Treat yeah. yourself. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we yeah. do that as well. The second place I was staying at, I, I don't think we even said where I was staying specifically. So after I leave Hongdae, my Airbnb there, the second place, which was around Myeongdong, where do I stay around there? Would would be best, you'd say, to visit everything around. Like, what's the more central location? <laughs> you can still, like, stay in Hongdae. Oh, at this point? Yeah, oh, okay. yeah. Like, this is, like, pretty much all we're talking about. Like, Myeongdong, Hongdae, Yongsan. This is all in Seoul. Oh, okay. So pretty much, like... Say, if you're comparing to Sydney, it's like, oh, you're staying in Sydney, but one day you're going to Cabra, one day you're going to Strathfield, one day you're going to Burwood. So you can stay in one picked area. Yeah. Okay. So I'm still there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Let's just clarify it then. So I'm still in Hongdae. I did a day trip to around that area just for like eating, drinking. And then I do a day trip to the plastic surgery area in Gangnam. And then do another day in Myeongdong for uh, shopping. Would that be enough for that area? Was there anything else yeah, I should be I'd doing? I'd say it's enough. But also, since you're there, you can just like visit the department stores. They're massive compared to over here. Like just Uniqlo, for example? No, as in like department stores, as in like David Jones, for example, or oh, Maya. Oh, brand, yeah. Like, you know how over here... Like, it's just located inside a Westfield and takes up, like, I don't know, two or three stories in Korea. Like, their department store is one whole massive building. Just for this one store? Like, it's not a store. It's a store that sells multiple different luxury brands. But it's, like, ten stories and inside you've got restaurants and... In the one place, I figured it would just all be, like, clothes and... There's one that's also got, like, an aquarium inside, ice rink. What? (laughs) Yeah. Which one should I be going to, like, in the essence of time? So, definitely, there's Lotte department. Lotte? Yep, Lotte. The, the chocolate. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. So, I'll keep that down. <laughs> yeah. Or there's Shinsege, which is a pretty newer one. Shinsege. And what, what, uh, what do they have in there? Same thing? Yeah, they just sell all different brands inside there. Like, you know, like Chanel, Gucci, uh, right. Adidas, Nike... And generally, are they cheaper than, like, buying stuff in here, like in Australia? No, it's not really cheaper because it's <laughs> all luxury brands. So, I, but, if you're on a budget, I shouldn't be going here. No, it's just, like, nice to look. This is, poor. like, if you go here, it's, like, visiting David Jones on steroids. Okay. I don't think I even go to David Jones a lot to begin with. Yeah. <laughs> But it'd, it'd be nice to have a look at and see how like, yeah, the scale nice of these visit. places. Well, like, say you're on the street and you really need to pee, just go in here because toilets are nice too. Oh, is there a bidet culture in Korea as well? There is, yeah, but I feel like it's bigger in Japan. So in Korea, like, every household is going to have their own bidet, most likely. But not every, like, place that you visit, like, restaurant or shop is going to have a bidet. Yeah, it's not so essential like it is in Japan. Oh, I love it. Yeah. It's the best thing. Are yeah. you a bidet fan? Or I am, yeah. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Like, going in winter as well, warm seat. I'm a bit iffy about using it for like public spaces. 
Like, I wouldn't actually use a water shooting system. I still would. <laughs> I don't know. I like the butt warming part. It's nice. <laughs> yeah, it's like, why would you want to sit in a cold seat? It's like, this is my thought process. If you have a household bidet, yeah, the water sprays on your butt and then... Yeah. I'm sure there's a bit of spray back. Spray back? You know, a big, strong pressure of water is going to hit your butthole. And then wouldn't that kind of spray back to the source of the water? No, because the, the pressure is too strong, right? I don't know. You can't fight back. Because think of it as like this way. It's like when two people are like shooting a laser beam, like two Kamehamehas. One of the laser beams that's shooting at your butt, it's shooting at like a, a force of like, let's just say, I don't know, 50 meters a second. And then you got your butt that's reflecting. It's not going to shoot back at no, more than like, 50 to fight it back. It's like sometimes, sense. you know, when you wash the dishes... And you get a little bit of spray back. Like, say you're washing a spoon, it's going to... Like sideways? Not directly back to where the water's coming from. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like this is, this is incorrect. You'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> we're sidetracking a lot in this one. <laughs> so that's, what, four days that we've covered? Yeah. So let's say you get bored of Seoul. You've visited most of the places. So four you days would... would be good. Yeah, four days would be good. Four or five days, yeah. Go to Seoul Station and buy a ticket for, let's say, Busan. How far is that? Say maybe two, three hours on the KTX. And that's when I would get the meal that you incorporated just a moment ago? Yeah. (laughs) So I would stay in Busan? Yeah, you'd stay in Busan. Is that because it's central for most of the things there? No, it's just a nice city to visit. Is that mostly sightseeing there? Yeah, so they're famous for their beach. Oh, I don't know if I'd be going to the beach in winter, <laughs> but maybe good for photos? Or Yeah, good for photos and and I'd recommend visiting the fish markets. Oh, yeah, fish markets. They've got a big fish market culture there. I think the one I visited was Pongge Shijang. It translates to explosion, explosion market. <laughs> explosion market? Yeah. God, who, who came up with that idea? <laughs> But yeah, just go around, visit all the shops. It's different to Sydney mar- Sydney Fish Market. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Is that where you would go to get the dancing squid thing? Oh, yeah. You should definitely try it. That looks good. Like, yeah. It looks pretty inhumane <laughs> for like a lot of people, but yeah. I do want to try that. So pretty much that one, it's called Sanakji. It's mountain squid. And for context, it's where they, they kill a squid and then they put soy sauce or something on it. And then the the salt or something makes makes the muscles like react, so it looks like it's alive. If you search it up on YouTube, you got, you'll find a lot of videos on that. Oh, I thought it was alive. I mean, you just pretty much you don't kill it; you just start chopping, and then you. Put... God, I don't know. I just maybe I just wanted to make myself feel better by saying it was dead. Oh, okay. <laughs> Is it? I thought it was dead, and then they it was because of the soy sauce. Oh no! Really? That's what I read. <laughs> nah, I don't think it's dead. Okay then. Well. Uh, continuing on, where would I get that? <laughs> go to the fish markets and just go to the lady at one of the stores and go, can I just get sanakji, mountain squid? Usually they would get the squid, chop it up into small little cubes and marinate it in sesame oil and a bit of salt. And yeah, because they put the sesame and salt on there, the squid slowly dies. God, that's a way to put it. <laughs> Well, when you eat it, you want to make sure you chew really well because say you're eating a bigger piece, you don't want it to kind of wriggle 
like wiggle in your throat and choke you. Oh, the, the suckers. Yeah. For some extreme people, they just get the whole squid, wrap it around a chopstick and like bite until it dies in the mouth. What? But it tastes really good. Text is great. <laughs> it's my sister's favorite. Uh, there's lots of like nice raw fish, like sashimi kind of fish that you can try. So like salmon tuna or is there something Yeah, that's... like salmon, tuna, kingfish and there's other fish variety as well, but I'm not sure. I just eat what I'm given. Scallops? Yeah, scallops. I might spend maybe two, three hours, I'd guess, fish market, eating, exploring a little bit. Yeah. There's also like sea cucumbers. Is that more of a day thing or are they like close? Yeah, a day thing. So do you have to be there like early to be able to get everything? Not early, but you can visit around like 11 or lunchtime. But yeah, pretty much a fish market. I think they close around five. Otherwise, if you want to go like late at night, you can go to restaurants. And they have that, right? Yeah, specialize in it. Yeah. But speaking of which, I actually went to one of like a restaurant in one of the other cities. And yeah, I was asking my mom about it. But pretty much how they work is you go to the restaurant and ask the lady, hey, can I have a carton of alcohol? They're like milk cartons filled with beer and soju. And pretty much you only pay for the alcohol and the owner of the store serves you whatever they want. So usually it's a ton of fish, kind of like raw fish, cooked fish, the Korean pancakes, a lot of food. So if you're down for eating and drinking, definitely visit one of those. They're called Tachi restaurants. Tachi. Yeah. So how does that work? You pay for a carton of alcohol and then the food comes with it? Yeah, but you only pay for the alcohol. That's so weird. Yeah, it's like a thing that more the locals know more. Oh, hidden gem, eh? Yeah, hidden gem. Okay, note that down, guys. <laughs> How much would a carton cost? Pens. Let's say there's like 10 sojus and 10 beers in it. I'll just round it up to 60 $60? Yeah. And Well, you can split that between how many people? You'd need a lot of people because it's a lot of food. But that's a lot for like an all-you-can-eat, right? Like $60. And if I go with a group of, I'd say, five or six people, let's just say six, mm-hmm. $10 each for a lot of alcohol, 10 sojus, 10 beers, that is a lot. And you get food. Yeah. That's really cheap for what you're getting. Yeah. But usually they're like very small and dodgy looking old shops. So you wouldn't think to visit there. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, the city that I went to was called Tongyong. It's next to Busan and it's a small place. I went there with my family. And you need to list some of these places we can visit, this uh, Tachi. Yeah, it's called Tachi or also the other word for it is Shilchi. All right, we'll uh, note that down (laughs) in the doc. There's a lot of uh, words I'm not going to be able to remember Yeah. or spell. Okay, so that's a pretty solid day Um, traveling from my Airbnb. From Hongdae over to Busan, go to the fish market mm-hmm. in the afternoon, maybe wander around on the streets a little bit. Would you say there's a adequate exploration trip just by walking down the street? You'd find some interesting things as a tourist. In Busan? While you wait for the fish to digest and then wait for lunch. Oh, yeah. Like you can just walk around inside the fish markets or if you go a little further into like the more city kind of areas again there's a lot of stores that you can just more shopping yeah window <laughs> shopping big... shopping browsing yeah what about like entertainment wise are arcades a big thing in korea 
Oh, yeah, PC Bangs, right? Mm, oh, yeah, PC Bangs, yeah. I'm not going overseas to play League of Legends. <laughs> yeah. The theme parks? Oh, yeah, theme parks, yeah. So there's the one that I mentioned, Everland. Or Is that there's... nearby, in Busan? No, in Busan, I'm, I don't think there's an amusement park that I know of, but in nearby cities, there are. Okay. What about Lotte World? What is that? Lotte World is just famous because it's owned by Lotte. Yeah, the, the, I just know the yeah. chocolate. Oh, What's okay. it more known for? Like, they started off as, like, a food company where, you know, they sell gums, chocolates, and all that. And slowly, you know, they moved on to creating department stores and holding all these different other stores in it, like Adidas, Gucci, and stuff. So now it's more like department store slash food company. Uh, okay. Yeah. And you said it sucked. Yeah, Lotte World, it's good for families or if you're not big into scary rides. Yeah, I guess that would help for some people in my uh, my travel group. Yeah, or if you want like a nice wholesome date, it's nice there. It's pretty. Also, it's good for photos. Yeah, good for photos. There's also foods inside. Yeah, well, everyone's always down for food. Yeah. So rides wouldn't be really a big highlight. Yeah, if you're going for rides, I'd recommend Everland. It's very scary. There's also like a, like a mini zoo in there. In Everland? Yeah, not so much a zoo, but it's like a mini safari ride. Interesting. <laughs> um, or there's a place next to Busan, or next to Daegu, as Daegu, and it's called Gyeongju. And if you want to see more of the, like the historic, you know, temples and old palaces, you'd visit there. Is that the place where everyone gets that photo taken with the... Oh, no. Big temple and the, the dress and That stuff. palace? That one is in Seoul. Oh, well, we did. Well, we forgot to visit that. So we could do oh, an, an extra that's day That's the thing there. I mentioned. Um, you know the place, Shinchon, which I said is, it's where Seoul Station is. Right. Yeah. So that palace is also inside there. But it's really, like, not small, but yeah. But you'd spend a bit there, right? Like two, three hours in that temple? Yeah. Just to take the photo that yeah. everyone takes. Very, very uh, famous place. You, if you go into like Korea, you have to get a photo there. It's kind of yeah. like when you go to Japan, you get photos at the the Red Tory Gates. Yeah, sometimes you can hire like hanboks, which are our traditional dresses, and just take photos there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah I've seen that. Yeah. Okay, so we fit another day in. Back in Hong <laughs> this is a very like weird chronological Sorry, order. Yeah, of this, this is itinerary. very like all over the place. Yeah, but, but we'll have a solid foundation once I type this up properly and put it in the show notes. And then back to Busan. I've gone to the fish market and then wandered around shops after I've eaten. And then for dinner, I try out your thing of um, Tachi restaurants. Tachi, yeah. Is that a thing that's only in that area or is that a thing like everywhere? It's a thing that's in like, I guess, like smaller cities that are more coastal. And how would you know a place even offers that? As, like as a tourist, I'm just going to be wandering around. I'm probably going to be drunk half the time Yeah, when I mean, I'm in Korea. I think the best way would be be to ask the locals or i don't think google maps would tell you where these restaurants are it seems like a hidden gem and I, something I more locals would know so maybe neighbor it would tell your neighbor maybe how do your parents find out of these places so they go through like word of mouth or we just have a mate in that city they're like oh let me show you the best places here and they just take us there damn so, maybe we could do like an airbnb tour they could offer that yeah how do they decide what drinks go in there in this alcohol palette that you you order first like it's just mainly 
soju and beer because that's a Korean staple. It's oh, original soju. Yeah, Cass height. Original soju. God damn it. Hey, but soju bombs are good. Well, we're getting so off, off topic here, yeah, but are. um, I really don't like original soju. It's like I'd much rather have the flavored one. But Koreans seem to love original. Yeah. Would you say you're a fan? Not on its own. Not anymore. Back then, maybe. But yeah, I I need to mix it now. It's just, it's too strong. I need something in there. <laughs> All right. What's my second day in uh, Busan like? I don't know. Because it's like all just eating and shopping. Shopping's always the same wherever you go. But yeah, it's just eating. But different areas in Korea would have different food to try, right? Yeah. Like they would all, all the different areas would sell the same thing. But some cities would be known for this. Some cities would be known for this, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, anytime I'm staying in a place, mm-hmm. you would recommend to just wander outside your hotel or Airbnb just to see the nightlife and the food, yeah. the street food? Yeah. In terms of street food, what is something that people should try? Street food, definitely. We have, um, I think they're similar to taiyakis. Is that the fish? Oh, the fish cake? Um, the fish the cake that one? has black bean inside? Yeah. So, that's pretty common in Korea. Yeah, taiyaki. So, yeah, if you're familiar with taiyaki, we have our Korean version, which is pretty much the same thing, but it's called pungopang, which is like pungo, which is a type of fish, koi, I'm not sure. Okay. Fish bread. That's what it translates to. Fish bread. Yeah, fish bread. And it's black bean as well. Yeah, just black bean. Or if you're not a fan of black bean, we offer custard, which is Ooh. pretty good, which is really good. It's my favorite. And these would probably be like what? One two one one two dollar. Um, it'd be around like three four one thousand one, which would roughly translate to like one dollar. One dollar. Yes. Yeah. Oh, actually no, maybe two dollars. I'm not sure. Well, that's fine. It's not a big dent on the wall. But yeah, it's very cheap. Um, there's also like balls that are made of sweet bread, and inside it's red bean again. It's a lot of red bean. Yeah, okay. lots of red bean. Very common in yeah. Asia. What else? There's also peanut snacks. So it's a, it's like the taiyaki bread, like a sweet dough bread on the outside and peanuts on the inside. It's really nice. Okay. Um, otherwise, there's also tteokbokki, which is a rice cake, the rice cake spicy rice earlier. cake. Also fish cakes that are in like broth. Are these like all sweet kind of foods? No, the fish cake is like a savory food. Okay. So in Korea, when you go out and get like night food, street food, are you able to walk and eat? Yeah. Is that fine? Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Yeah. That was such a big pet peeve of mine when I was in Japan, because you can't do that. So, is it? You like, you legally can't, or is it just frowned upon? I think frowned upon. Oh, okay. Yeah. We're like, every time we saw a nice place to eat, or, like, just to buy snacks at, we're just like, oh, we want to keep exploring. We just have to stand there and finish it, and then oh, go. Oh, <laughs> okay. And you just want to, like, walk and eat. Uh-huh. Yeah, but that's so good that you'd be able to do that. And also drink. Yeah. Doing that. So. But for, like, the more savory... um street foods you just normally you would like just stand at the street food vendor and stand and eat until you're full and then walk away and go to the next street vendor, <laughs> next food store oh so you're supposed to stay and eat it because like for the sweet stuff you can like buy a bunch put it in a paper bag and walk away pay for oh. it and walk away but the savory stuff like skewers and stuff yeah you can buy a bunch and walk away but it's like hot and it's like there's broth and stuff so you know, you just want to stand there and eat there. You know, it's, like, not practical for you to, like, walk and eat those Yeah, foods. that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, there's also um, butterfly, I think. Yeah. It's called bondegi. I'm pretty sure it's butterfly or bee. 
Yeah, most likely butterfly, but it's um shriveled up and I think it's marinated in soy sauce, maybe fish sauce. Um, it's an acquired taste, but I recommend yeah, you trying but, it. So, really, just whatever catches your eye in um, in the night markets, you should just yeah. buy it and try it. They're all affordable. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's my plan anyway. Just yeah. buy everything and just try it all. What would you think about the nightlife in Sydney versus uh, in Korea? Definitely, it's a lot better in Korea. Like, not even just clubbing-wise, but just in general, going to restaurants or going shopping or just, like, walking around. It's a lot better because stores tend to open till very late because they want to accommodate for, you know, workers who mm. tend to finish work at, like, five, six. They can work overtime too, you know. They need to stay open so these people can shop too. Yeah, and we got lockdown laws here. Yeah. And there's, like, a lot more, like, cheaper experiences. Like, for example, escape rooms or perfume-making workshops, leather-making workshops, stuff like that. Leather-making? Say you want to make, like, a little card wallet that's made out of leather or, like, a little key ring like this. Yeah, um, okay. I would best describe that to our listeners. It looks like the Orbi key. Yeah. That you can buy. You can probably Google that and find that. I mean, would you really do that as a tourist? I mean, I don't know. I would. I'd give the perfume one a try. You make your own perfume? Yeah. I'll keep a note on that. Yeah. Or like even just like going to cinemas and doing the 4D experience. It's a lot cheaper. <laughs> Isn't it all in Korean though? I mean, I watched an English movie. I watched How to Train Your Dragon. <laughs> <laughs> so they'd have older movies on there? Oh yeah. For the 4D, they, they can sometimes show older movies. That are in English? Yeah. I think in the um, essence of time, we're going a bit yeah, we're going quite longer than average. Yeah. Let's just list out the things that you would recommend to people when they go to Korea. I'll do a proper itinerary with the Hiji that you can have a look at for ideas. And I'll put that in the bottom. Hiji, give us the top things. Yeah, so top things. Uh, write down a bunch of Korean foods that you want to try or that have gone viral. Um, and you can pretty much get food anywhere. Shopping... Definitely do in Korea. Lots of skincare, fashion, um, visiting animal cafes. There's going to be one in any city that you visit pretty much. So, yeah, definitely try out like street foods. Yeah, nightlife would be nice to experience. So much different to Sydney when everything closes at like 11. Yeah, or like any any dancers out there, like they're pretty famous for their dance studios, like One Million or Jerk Academy. <laughs> So you'd Ooh, go to... Soul dance. Like, yeah, you can visit there. Yeah. To dance? To, yeah. To, like, a lot of people do that. Lesson. Yeah. So a lot of people that I know, like, they go to Korea, do do their own thing, and then at night they book a class and go there. <laughs> that's, like, the last thing I would have expected I'd be doing <laughs> if I'd go to Korea, is book a yeah. dance class. I know, that's, like, the main reason why I wanted to go to Seoul. But, yeah. Oh, there's uh, underground shops that you should definitely visit. Very cheap and... Yeah, probably spend the whole day there, or at least half the day. Yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Well, we'll um, cover more of that in depth in the document we'll collate in. I forgot to ask this earlier, but... So, Hiji, in Korea, people are supposed to do military service for mm. two years. Is that right? I think it's been reduced to a year and a half now. Yeah, it keeps, it keeps decreasing as the years pass. My cousin's actually currently enrolled in military service. So you don't see them for like that time or? Um, so they're in training for most of that time, but sometimes they have, you know, like term breaks where they can visit 
their home for a week or they can go back for the holidays for a few days, you know, or they're allowed visitation. And what do these uh, trainings involve? So pretty much if you're a guy in Korea around 21 to 23, you'll be called in for military service. And mm, it's just like lots of building up your fitness, running, lots of discipline, you know, just being organized, but also like, you know, knowing how to use guns and hide and do all that stuff just in case North Korea invades. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And what about for, for females? Is that similar? No, females don't get a military service. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought it was uh, both. Only for guys. But I guess like if you want to be a soldier and you're a female, you have to study for it and apply to be one, just like how it is here. And have you ever been to North Korea? No, I know a few people that I have. Some of your friends or? No, just like my dad's friends. What do they think of it? I mean, he loves it, but it's because it's so cheap there. Like food or something? No, just everything in general. Entertainment, food, rides. Don't you go on a, a certain path that they tell you to? Like you can't stray from it. That's what I've read. No, like I'm not too sure, but because like... There's a big poverty gap in North Korea. Like, there's, like, majority of the citizens that don't have a lot of freedom and don't have a lot of money because the government doesn't give it to them. And then there's, like, the rich, prestigious people that are mostly involved in politics, I guess. And, yeah, pretty much if you've got money in North Korea, you can get anything you want. It's a very corrupt place. But would you ever visit? No, not really. There's so many other places to visit. I don't know why you would visit there. (laughs) Just out of... um morbid curiosity i think that's what would people visit there for yeah but if you go there you're pretty much gonna stay in the rich places you won't see like you know normal working class people probably wouldn't let you do that anyway yeah okay what was the third city that you mentioned that we should visit or stay in yeah i don't think i mentioned any but i can just list a few (laughs) this this is a scuffed itinerary yeah sorry (laughs) There's, um, I would visit Seoul. Oh, I remember Gyeongju. Gyeongju. And what's that place known for? It's like, if you want to visit, like, historical things, temples and old palaces, see how Korea would have been, like, a hundred or thousand years ago. So, sightseeing mainly in that area? Yeah, sightseeing. Speaking of Gyeongju, there's actually a amusement park there called Gyeongju World. And since a lot of people don't visit Gyeongju World and there's not a lot of customers, they've got really good scary rides. With no lines? With no lines since there's no one and no one knows about it. So, hidden hidden gem. gem, eh? Okay. Uh, Was it Gyeongju World? Yeah, Gyeongju World. Okay. Well, based on the pictures, this looks pretty spooky. I am definitely down for this place. There's E-World, which is pretty good too. Uh, these also really good rides or? Yeah, really good rides. I'd recommend the Mega Swing. They were actually on Running Man. Oh. Yeah. So it's uh, it's quite notable then. Yeah. Well, the entrance kind of reminds me of um, a bit of like Disneyland with the castle. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really nice for photos too. Theme park with roller coasters, a carousel and a petting zoo plus an A3 floor observatory tower. Oh, yeah. All right. Noting this down. This episode has gone a little bit longer than we anticipated, probably because it is a bit after post-lockdown. It's been a while since we've caught up and spoken to a lot of people. So um, hopefully after editing it down, it won't be too long. But 
If you do want us to cover more on Korea, you can always send us an email at riceandmikespodcast at gmail.com. I mean, this episode's been a bit chaotic, <laughs> it's really but all over the place. Yeah. Hopefully, you get a lot of tips and find lots of hidden gems that you can go to post lockdown. Hopefully, yes. Yep, and <laughs> thank you for being patient <laughs> and listening to this podcast. All right, and just as a reminder, we will be collating a Google Doc with all the places that Hiji's mentioned and all the terms. Um, that'll be in the episode description once it's all finished. And yeah, make sure to follow us on our socials. We're active on Instagram at Rice and Mike's podcast. That's the tagline. Make sure to leave us a review. We always appreciate reviews on iTunes and wherever you listen to it from. It helps us get a better reach uh, for our audience. Otherwise, thanks for listening. We'll see you on the next episode. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best. <laughs>